Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7pm on a really, really busy weekend of sport here in Cork and further afield uh, all around the country and indeed uh, over in the UK and so on as well. It's a massive weekend of GAA with the Hurling Championship swinging into action. We look back on SARS' win last night. We preview tonight's big clash between the Glen and the Bars as well. And we look at all the other games happening right across the weekend. Uh, some of them underway now at the moment. We also look ahead to Cork City FC getting their League of Ireland campaign back up and running tomorrow evening in Turner's Cross against Bohemians with a 5pm kickoff, and we'll be keeping a close eye on the FA Cup final currently underway between Arsenal and Chelsea at Wembley uh, we'll bring you that and all the latest scores in the football as well, plus we have ladies football action and loads more to come between now and 6 on the Big Red Bench hey, hey. Lots of stuff to get through between now and 7pm, but that's the way we like it, and that's how we love it with the sport. Uh, there's loads of stuff going on, GA-wise, soccer-wise, and uh, various other things as well. Uh, before we get the latest in the GA, just to bring you up to date with the FA Cup final at Wembley, because there has just been another goal, and Chelsea were winning. Um, Christian Pulisic had put Chelsea one up after six minutes there at Wembley, so it was Chelsea beating Arsenal, but Arsenal got a penalty in the last few minutes and they score that penalty and who else would score for Arsenal except Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang the man who possibly could be playing his last game for Arsenal today but as it stands it's one all there in the FA Cup final 30 minutes gone at Wembley and we'll keep you bang up to date with that as well uh, we'll bring you the latest scores from the League of Ireland later on too and uh, we'll wrap up the scores in the Scottish League and so on too but uh, my god there's so much hurling going on this weekend we had no hurling for so long and uh, there is an incredible amount of it this weekend we had a uh, a feast of Gaelic football last week and a feast of hurling this weekend. Ger McCarthy is here again with us and Ger was with us last week and you know Ger from our Ladies Football Podcast and from his work with the Echo and the Examiner and stuff as well. Um, Ger, it's great to have it back and it's great to have so many games to talk about. It is. It's like buses coming as we were saying off air. <laughs> Nothing for five months and now non-stop. No, no hassle whatsoever. It's coming at us thick and fast in terms of the football and the hurling. We have two weeks of hurling now beginning yep. this weekend. Some big, big names involved um, over the weekend and some cracking action. I mentioned uh, Sars winning last night against Middleton. I, I mentioned that there's a huge game this evening uh, that's going to be live on RTE, the Glen and the Bars. And it's great to have that game on telly, isn't it? It is. It's a real showcase for Cork Hurling. And there's a lot of positivity around Cork Hurling at the moment, yep. which is great heading into the intercounty scene later on. You've got two of the former giants of the game on television, an opportunity to show what they can do how they're going to go, um, it should be a cracking occasion. That's a 7.30 throw-in in that game and uh, we'll be previewing that and chatting to the Glen Camp in a few minutes' time as well ahead of that game. And of course, you'll be able to watch it live on telly tonight because obviously fans can't attend so it makes it all the better uh, with all the sports to have the live TV coverage and the live streaming which we'll discuss later on uh, with regards to the League of Ireland and Cork City as well because again, no fans allowed in Turners Cross tomorrow for that match either. But your feast of hurling as we said, uh, there's some games ongoing, there was games last night and so on. So let's wrap up some of the scores and results. Excellent stuff. Um, last night, uh, Friday evening in the Co-op Superstores Cork Senior Aid Hurling Championship, a big win for Father O'Neill's 316 to 18 points over Kilworth and the big game that we spoke about just a while ago there. Um, obviously, Sarsfield's getting their Senior Hurling Championship off to a really good start. 217 to 117 win over Middleton and that was a big win and a very, yeah. very good game as well. Covered and streamed brilliantly on the Irish Examiner website yet again and we mentioned that and I was actually chatting to, to a few people who were monitoring that during the week and uh, had a look at it myself it's great coverage and mm. it's a great service and obviously more needed now than ever 
Absolutely, as you were rightly pointing out, fans can't go into, supporters can't go into the grounds at the moment, so the next best thing is that you at least experience the game as much as you possibly can with a live stream, but it's the quality of the production that we're getting. And a lot, a lot of credit too we need to give to the clubs that are um, showing matches on their Facebook and social media streams, which is great because it and engages again, that, That's varying productions levels. but um, It is, but it's kind of fun yeah, too to yeah, watch the varying is, yeah. productions. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good to see it online, as yeah. we said. There was also, um, uh, earlier on this afternoon, uh, at three games in the Cork Superstore, the co-op superstars Cork Lower Intermediate Hurling Championship in Group C Granada and Dripsy played out a 114 to 17 points draw in Dunamore while in Carrick Tool um, St. Catherine's were beaten or beat Tracton by a point 15-14 and one other game earlier this afternoon that was completed at Riverstone Ballygarvan and Russell Rovers in Group A of the Lower Intermediate playing out a 17 points for Ballygarvan 114 draw for Russell Rovers we also have some latest scores this, we're into the second half and a lot of games going on this afternoon in Coachford um, Blarney are three points up on Inascara in the Intermediate Hurling Championships while in Mallow a really important an interesting game in the Senior Hurling Championship it's nine points apiece between Ballyhay and Douglas in the Intermediate Hurling Championship as well in Brinney uh, it looks like Carrigaline are doing quite well there they're 19 points to 110 up on Corsi Rovers and the big one which you can see from Parky Ring which is live on the irishexaminer.com stream right now from the Senior Hurling Championship Latest update from there was that the Rockies, Black Rock, are 212 to 110 up on Aaron's own. So a lot of hurling still to play in that one and good to see that one streamed as well. In Ballinora, Dungourney and Argadine Rangers uh, at half time in that game in the intermediate A, Dungourney were a point up. And in the Senior A Hurling Championship, two games as well going on this afternoon. Into the second half, Bride Rovers are winning well, 114 to 5 points over Ballymartle. And at half time, Charleville had two points to spare over Bandon. Brilliant. That Rockies and Aaron's own game is a big one as well. And um, it, sounds, it sounds like a cracker. It does, and it's it's great again because it's an opportunity to showcase at um some of the, like some of the up and coming teams and two teams you would expect at the business end of the championship they wouldn't necessarily be favourites to win it, but they should really be in at the business end of yep. it. And um, it's good to see the Rockies if the Rockies are going strong, and you've got Aaron Zone even you know sticking with them at the end of the championship. What you want is you don't want Dima Kelly running away with it. You want three or four teams in the mix. You do, and as we say, that's good for Cork hurling overall. Then as well, isn't it? It is, and like even last night with Middleton, you'd look off Ireland a few other people like scoring. Like, Oh, doing well on the scoreboard and a lot of the Cork um, senior players are doing well so far this weekend and they'll have this week they'll have next week and a good run into the championship we discussed it last week yeah. maybe it's the way to go Club Ma- first. maybe it is the way to go and <laughs> I know there are very differing opinions and I've spoken to people from both camps on this but it does seem kind of logical, doesn't it? It does, and I got taken to task on it from what I said last week because I'm in, <laughs> I'm in firmly in the camp that give the clubs their players until there's such a time for inter-county May not always be the case or be easy to do that, but it seems to be working, as you said. It seems to be working, and uh, there's loads of stuff, as we mentioned, uh, the games going on. We'll be previewing the game between the Glen and the Bars in a few minutes. We look back to last night, first of all, because, as Ger mentioned, SARS began their co-op superstores Cork Premier Senior Hurling Championship with a victory, a 2-17 to 117 win over Middleton at Porky Ring last night. Now it was a cracker of a game. Connor Lee Han had eight points as Middleton led by 14 points to 1-8 at half time. Liam Healy with the Sars goal. But the Glanmire side turned things around on the resumption. Aaron Myers raising a green flag as they went into the lead. Middleton went in front again thanks to a Luke O'Farrell goal. But Sars finished very strongly thanks to Myers, Healy and James Sweeney to run out winners in the end. And afterwards, Dennis Early was at the game for us. He spoke to Sars selector... Gary Duggan about the match. Delighted to, to come out, you know, when you're in such a group, such a tough group, getting to win the first game is huge, is it? Yeah, massive luck, as I was saying there. Um, 
we have a very hard group, but like I think all the groups are very hard. But look, our first game tonight against Middleton, we hadn't beaten them in, in the last three championship games, so yeah. Middleton are serious outfit. They've been tipped by a lot of people to win it, so we knew we were we were up against it tonight. So we're absolutely thrilled. Um, and again, it's just like to refocus on for a massive game again next week. So look, it's brilliant just have the matches coming. In what was different in the second half compared to the first half? Uh, I, I just think, to be honest with you, like we, you know, just to get back playing championship and just I suppose a few of the lads just in the first half just took time to find their feet. But look, we knew they come good because. Like the heart and the hurling that the boys have is just it's second to none and their character show through in the second half and I'm just delighted that kind of they got what they deserve because they're a fantastic bunch of lads. And a great return from the half forward line. I think Liam Healy got one seven and Aaron Myers one two, I think, and James Winnie yeah. three points, so two twelve out of two seven. Yeah, no, like, like the three boys have been flying down training and challenge games and look and just delighted for them Sweeney was immense, um, absolutely brilliant. But look, it's not surprising to us they've been doing the training all the time and look yeah. just delighted that it worked out from here and they're able to kind the short in championship but uh yeah no they were fantastic three lights was and, and like people like given given the success you've had for the last decade people kind of expect stars to be challenging but it's a very very much an evolved team now with a stage like it the younger lads from ten years ago are the old lads now and yeah. it's really been updated and refreshed. Yeah totally like it, it's like there's a great blender like because I mean like in the last three years, we've won two of the under 21 counties, which is absolutely massive. So we have that kind of group of lads coming yeah. through. Three lads you mentioned there were on those teams, and then we have like lads from the, just their late 20s, early 30s, and we've won four counties. So we yeah. have a great blend. Like Danny there and Will were fantastic, John Connor, yeah. Stephen Craig. Um, there's just a great blend there and a great mix. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, it's just a paid fruit. And so. that experience was vital near the end when Middleton were, were pushing to try and absolutely. get the Absolutely, like, because, like, you know, Middleton needed the goal, and you could just hear the boys commanding it at the back, like, you know, how to kind of set up. And stuff, and that experience alone of kind of keeping the, the composure and stuff, you can't beat that. Like, so they're just brilliant. Mates. So a great win for Sars over Middleton last night and that was Dennis Hurley speaking to Sars selector Gary Duggan after the game who was very uh, happy understandably with that victory and that's a good win for Sars, Ger, isn't it? It is and re- I suppose more importantly for them I call it a really good test. Yeah. I mean it's one thing you don't want you don't want to counter the victory on the first night up because you want to build momentum for what's going to be a very tricky group as he alluded to in Dennis's uh, interview there. It is a very tricky group and if you get a win and you get a tough game a real tough 60 minute game where you're pushed that's going to bring them on. And you kind of know where you're at then after a, a, a period of lockdown and so on and teams don't, don't, don't really know how, how they're going mm. to be starting out. They're starting off a lot later in the year than they would, than they would normally and so on. Um, and he, like obviously teams have been training but guys might have had to do their own training for a while at the start of the lockdown and so on. So again, it kind of gives you a, a signal of, of where you're at after a strange time. It, it does and critically with hurling as any hurler will tell you it's your touch you need to get your yeah. touch and you can only get your touch really right in, a, in, a, in the intensity of a championship game like that and let's award for Middleton that's a really good performance a defeat yeah. which is disappointing for them but if they're hanging with Sarsfield and they're able to sticking with them right up to the end they're in a good place and they could kick on from here hopefully because it would be great to see them back at the business end of the championship certainly would absolutely alright uh, that's last night's action there's plenty of action ongoing we'll get another update on all the scores in just a few minutes but uh, there's a huge game tonight it's arguably the big game of the weekend and it's this evening slash of last year's beaten finalists Glen Rovers and their huge city rivals St Finbar's the Bars it's in Parky Creeve this evening at 7.30 and uh, we'll have a reaction obviously on tomorrow's show as we mentioned as well it is live on telly on RTE2 tonight um, 7pm coverage and a 7.30 throw in for that so um, ahead of the game Ryan Grace has been speaking to the Glen boss Richie Kelleher as he looks ahead to tonight's big match. So I'm on the line with Glen Rovers manager Richie Kelleher. Richie, it's good to talk with you. It's good to talk uh, to anyone about sport at the minute after such a long time. Can you just tell us how did you and uh, the club manage throughout the lockdown? 
Yeah, well, basically, look, we, we, we don't do it. Probably like everybody else, um, when the news came of the lockdown, we had to shut up shop, really, and um, we didn't get the players anything to do, any programmes like that. We're we we an experienced team, Ryan, and we left the lads, we taught them, look, when this, if this is low, we decided to forget about it, and if we do get called back in, we'll come in and we see where we are. Like I said, we left them alone. We had, we were playing up to October last year, so look, the break could help us. We left them alone, and when we got the last year to come back again, we had a bit of a meeting, uh, like a Zoom meeting or, for, or something like that, and we asked the players if they want to come back, we, we get together, and if they want to stay away individually or whatever, there's no pressure on them. But in fairness, they are committed, and we've been driving on since, and it's, it's great to be out and about. Okay, right, because I was going to say plenty of clubs opting for the, the fitness plans at home and the Zoom calls and all that, but you actually just left them to their own devices, really. We did, we did, because look, we have a lot of experienced players there, and we have a couple of good players, and other players who will be talking and in touch with one another, so we left them to their own devices, and if they came back out of shape, we dealt with that, and, and look, that, that's that's the truth, we left them alone, and uh, when they came back in, we dealt with what we had in fairness, they were in very, very good shape, and look, I live locally as well, and you see players out walking, and I see fellas cycling and jogging, so I know they're putting the effort, you know, I can say we've been on the road a long time, so they know what they need to do to get ready, and look, I think they missed the training and the fitness, and uh, to get the call to come back, I, they were all in ready to go, so we left them alone, and yeah, they, look, they're good guys, and not too bad you can keep an eye on him so at all times even still <laughs> how relieved yeah. are you Richie uh, to see the return of Gaelic Games and sport when it looked like it did look like for a while that a whistle might not have been blown for the rest of the year yeah it certainly looked that way and even from, from day one I was at home telling the wife that I think it's not going to happen and as it got deeper into the lockdown it looked that way but look, as I said, I, I enjoyed the break from it. Uh, when when we got the call to come back, you, you, I did miss it. I thought, no, I, I really enjoyed the break. Uh, everybody, everybody was safe at home. All the players were safe. Uh, but when we got the call to come in, after a week or two, the buzz was there. And it, it was great to be out in the fresh air, meeting up with the players and organising training matches and, and then organising real challenge matches. We did a bit of travelling around the place in the last few weeks. Uh, it's great. Uh, and the buzz is back again, which is great to be in. As I say, everybody's safe and that's the main thing. The buzz is back, but I I suppose it must be in the back of your mind and everyone else's mind as well. If things were to go downhill, the fixtures could be pulled just as quick. I suppose is that in the back of your mind? Yeah, it is. And again, look, that we can't control that. And and if that happens, we'll we'll deal with it. Um, but just fingers crossed that that we're safe and everybody's safe and we can enjoy doing what we're doing, which is watching game matches. And hopefully, we'll get a clear path to, to see out the season. And and if we do, it'll be great for everybody. How do you think the season will go or how it will be impacted by lockdown in terms of, do you think certain clubs will now struggle in terms of form or fitness or will there be a bounce back? Yeah, really, I suppose the obvious thing would be dual clubs and we have our own fans are playing at our play and we have a few involved in that. Um, you just want to be, the key is going to be injuries now, is staying away from injuries and niggles because we have a few injuries ourselves at the moment and the problem now is if we play them, they're playing, we're playing again the following week. If we play one, a young fellow who's injured and he pulls up, he, his season could be over. So that's the thing at the moment now is, is getting fellas right, uh, keeping them right. And if there's any injuries or worry, our call has got to be, do we leave this fella out and, and give him another week to recover? Or, or do we throw him in because you want to win the matches as well? So that's where we are. The dilemma is uh, we got to roll the dice to a couple of guys. And if we get that wrong, their season could be over. So we've got to be very careful and hopefully we get them calls right. But that's the part of the job. We've got to make them hard calls. And we always do what's right by the player. So hopefully we can get the best out of the player by doing what's right for the individual player. So fingers crossed there. Sure, that's it. I suppose everyone's in the same boat there as well. And just to ask you, Richie, how have the players adapted to returning to training? You mentioned the buzz is back. Was there a hunger for the lads to get going again or were they apprehensive around getting back to group training at all? 
No, I don't think so. Um, at, at the start, like they said, we had we had a meeting and we, we gave the, the, the players the, the choice not to come back if they were worried about home, parents, grandparents, whatever. We gave them that uh, total freedom. But the players said they, they and we'll go by the by the rules. And but as we've been together so often, no, I think we're, we're, we're as a group, we're probably out of the woods. Fingers crossed. And like we have by the by no dressing rooms and even matches. We're talking off in cars and we're out in the open, and which is keeping us safe. Um, but look, it's great to be training, and we have our clockwise training with us all the time, and that takes training to another level. And uh, it's good because, uh, like I say, there's not a whole pile we can do. Only play a bit of golf and, and go to, go to year training, and I think that's what a lot of fellas have done. I know most some of the players joined the local golf club because there was no GA. And look, this activity is open fresh air, and we're delighted with it. Very good. Now the games are back and year back, but the the crowds are not. How do you feel about the majority of supporters having to stay away from the fixtures? Yeah, look, that's going to be a big problem as well because obviously with tickets are going to be at a premium. But look, we, we look, it's probably the same with most clubs. We have a lot of supporters who go to our training sessions and go to our matches and it's going to be hard for them. Fellas, a couple of old guys living on their own, the GA, local GA club or Glen Rovers is, is part of their life and they're going to really miss the matches. I spoke to fellas during the week. He hasn't missed a senior match in 60-odd years and like I think he was trying to look for a ticket but like I have to, what the club will get, we'll be, we'll be going to players and officials and backroom staff so we, I don't think we'll have anything to give out to anybody but your man was like he was saying I've missed the match in 60 years and look there's nothing we can do for him unfortunately um, if we did get some a surplus of tickets we could look after guys like that but unfortunately I don't think that's going to happen 60 years like that that's it though yeah. that's the people who support you know that yeah. is how, how community driven it is and you see guys pulling yeah. up in their cars and watching training sessions from windows yeah. it really shows what an integral part the whole thing is, doesn't it? It is, it is. And look, and it, it's just people forget that. They look, see the supporters and the managers and what they put, the effort they put in. But the, the effort supporters put in too. And like we said, we played a match with the Warfare a couple of weeks ago and there was, and there was a down there as well. So they, it's, it's part of their day. They love enjoying going, getting into the car and following Cork and, and, and Glen Rovers. It, it's, it's great and they will miss it. But look, they're lucky that's when the match is going to be on television, so they're going to get to see it. But it's the day the match is not on television, people are going to struggle. But look, I know there's a lot of those streaming matches, and look, that's a great help for the supporters that can't get there because at least they're going to see it in the match in some form. And uh, I hope they get the quality that, uh, that um, that's just expected. That's it. I suppose people as well will just be happy that it's back in any capacity, you are playing, you know, and that it, I suppose it is safety first, but they'll just be glad to know the club is back in action. Yeah, it, it is. Look, and like, even though as a as a revenue stream, I know most clubs will be struggling, and ours, like, we, we have a lot of work to do in our own cl- our own club grounds and stuff like that. But look, finance is 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 a big issue. Uh, even with the matches, you know, with the, with the sport the levels down, there will be no great receipts, which is a big help to clubs because obviously the further you progress, and even this year with three matches, you're guaranteed three matches. Like that, that, that could be worth I don't know five or six or seven thousand to a club with a lot of money, and there's a lot of fundraising in that, and you, you can't do that at the moment. It, it, it's hard, and look, we start in that as a, as a club and it's a big help you know but people don't realise what, what, what the finances involved in running a club and like we have a lot of teams we're a dual club there's a lot of expense and obviously that's going to be paid by somebody and uh, it, it's a big hit the bar is closed or bring goes down uh, and it, it's, a, it's a big worry but look there's people out there families who are struggling to it we're, we're a big club we should be able to take that hit but that's what a club then we'll test our, our loyalty to one another as a club can we get behind it and keep the club going because it is a big financial worry but look we'll do the best we can with it and hopefully we'll get there that's it that's all you can do you're, you're back in action against St Finbar's at Porky Cueve uh, next Saturday will that be a strange experience do you think after such a long absence and the lack of the crowd as we've mentioned it, will, it certainly will be strange because uh, 
we're the same team that we like we like to hustle and bustle. We like we like um, the excitement and of all that because it takes it takes us up another notch. So it's something that we, we're kind of wary of that the silence, the quietness. Supporters get behind us. We find lot sometimes, but sometimes we, we have a couple of vocal supporters and they really get behind the team, and that can help you when you're in when you're a couple of points up or a couple of points down. Supporters can get you over the line, so we we got to be prepared for that. You know. Um, but um, it is going to be strange. But look, when the match, when the ball is thrown in, you're going to get into the, into your match zone, and if there's a million there or zero people there, you're, you're focused on the match. So hopefully, we can get into that uh, mindset and just deal with what's at hand, and which will be the game. That's it. It's about really tapping back into that muscle memory, isn't it? Just getting down to it, like uh, Richie. Yeah, just yeah. Fi- finally, just uh, I know it's early days. You're only back in training and all that. Any predictions for how the season is going to go for you? Yeah, look, it's going to be tough because um, like it's easy for me to say that, but it's it's the truth. Like we played the Bears three years ago, and we were lucky to get a late goal, and um, to, to put us ahead. I think we got a goal deep into injury time to put us ahead, and we got another point after that to push us out, push us further ahead. But uh, we were lucky that day to get away, to get out of it. And, like and I even said to Waffle at training during the week, like and I said this before, crossing the Bears. Example being, we played in thirteen county finals down through the years, and we won six, and they won six, and we drew one. So next next Saturday night will be the exact same. We'll probably be favourites, but we're used to that. But we're going to we're very wary of the bars because there's history and tradition there between both clubs, and it's going to be a great event. And uh, hopefully the best team wins. It's just the Norwich is great. If not, we'd be the first person to shake St. Bars because there's great history and tradition between the two both clubs. Nice sentiments there from Glen boss Richie Kelleher. Great history, absolutely unbelievable history, in fact, between the Glen and the Bars. Uh, two fantastic court clubs and huge city rivals, and they're in action versus each other this evening. 7.30 throw-in down in Porky Cueve, and uh, we'll have all the reaction on tomorrow's show, all the, the roundup of the game on, uh, depending on who, was, who won, it doesn't matter, we'll have all the reaction on that, and of course it's live on telly tonight as well. RT2 showcasing Cork hurling tonight, which we love to see. Uh, 7.30 throw-in for that. Um, there, there's a load of games on at the moment <laughs> how are we looking Ger? Um as he wipes the sweat from his bro here are the latest deep into the second half of all these games currently um, currently going ahead uh, in the Cork Senior A Hurling Championship uh, Bride Rovers are pulling away from Ballymartle 115 to not 10 up Bride Rovers in Bannon Colleague whilst in Mourne Abbey 315 to not 15 Charleville lead Bandon in the same grade in the Intermediate Hurling Championship um, Blarney look like they've done enough to see off in a scar they're up 121 to 12 points whilst in the Senior Hurling Championship in Mallow um, a big game there. It looks like Douglas are holding off Ballyhay 14 points to 11 deep into the second half there in the Intermediate Hurling Championship as well. We've got Corsi Rovers taking on Carrigaline in Brinney and it looks like Carrigaline are going to win that one. They're 23 points to 114 up. Whilst in the Senior Hurling Championship at Parky Ring, the game that's on the Irish Examiner website live, um, Black Rock 216, Aaron's Zone 212. Aaron's Zone have come back into that but still four points behind with only about 10 minutes left. And finally, in Ballinora, in the Intermediate A Hurling Championship, Argadine Rangers and Dungourney are crossing swords there. And at the moment, Dungourney lead 13 points to 10, deep, deep into the second half. That'll be an exciting last 10 minutes, so, in the um, in the Rockies and Aaron's own game. Yes, and it's good to see Aaron's own coming back. It looked like the Rockies were pulling away there at one stage, but they've got a couple of goals and into deep into the final few minutes there. You'd expect the Rockies to win, but if Aaron's own are still with them, Absolutely. Good stuff. Nice one. All right. Um, loads more GA to come later in the show, actually, and we'll keep you up to date on all those scores and the full times. We're going to switch codes now to uh, football, and we're going to give you the update on the FA Cup just heading into half time. And it's just actually literally just turned half time. The half time whistle is gone. And it is Arsenal 1, Chelsea 1 in the um, in the FA Cup final at Wembley. So, um, how do you think this is going to go? I mean, these two teams have met mm. so many times. They've met, they met a few times in the FA Cup final. They met in the Europa League final last year. And 
and uh, they have a history of big games against each other but um, I mean Chelsea will be very happy with their season Arsenal not so happy with their season you'd imagine they, they've finished uh, quite a bit down the Premier League table Chelsea obviously is securing the top four a cup win would be great for either side um, but I mean it could go either way really it could, and it's one of those games when it's a London derby and they know each other so well, as you've alluded to there. Um, you could be looking at extra time and possibly even penalties. Yep. But I do think um, on paper, and look at the two teams and the way they lined up today, it looked like Chelsea had the stronger lineup, and they seemed to get off to a good start. But um, Arsenal under Arteta have become, when, they, when they're on it, they're a sticky proposition. So They are, but at the same time, they're very hit or miss. Yes, and that's the concern yeah. that you know when they're good, they're very good. But when they're when they're not on it, they can be opened up quite easily. And Chelsea certainly have the weapons to do that in the second half. They certainly do, and they have plenty of weapons to do it. In fairness mm. to them, so Chelsea could run out easy winners here, you'd imagine. But Arsenal could get the win as well. Uh, certainly with Aubameyang, he's already scored a penalty, and I mean this could be his last game. There's a lot of talk yeah. about will he, will he sign a new contract and will he be at Arsenal next season? He's not out of contract till the end of next season, Aubameyang. But if Arsenal want to cash in and make any money from him. They kind of probably need to sell him now. Yeah, and as a Tottenham supporter, I sincerely mean this. I really hope they sell him tomorrow because I think they should sell him and get, you know get a couple of young fellas in and wait about five years for them to uh, you know to mature. You'd be happy enough for that, would you? I would, and I'm kind of you know there there are not alone today do both of these clubs need an FA Cup victory, but there's also connotations for there Wolves are, and Spurs. There's a lot of uh, European implications in terms of the Europa League next season. So Wolves need Chelsea to win, don't they? Yes, as do Spurs because if Chelsea win. Spurs go straight into the group stages and Wolves qualify. Whereas if Arsenal win, Wolves are out of Europe and Spurs have to play a qualifying round to get there. So, so go Chelsea. Any Wolves fans in Cork are watching this FA Cup final with their bated breath almost as much as the Arsenal and Chelsea fans are. Uh, we'll keep you bang up to date with that right across the show here uh, as as hopefully some more goals fly in in the second half. But half time there. Want to wrap up some other scores as well today uh, from around the leagues. And uh, let's give you some League of Ireland action first of all. Uh, Cork City obviously in action against Bohemians tomorrow. 5pm kickoff in their first game back. There was uh, two games last night and two games today as well. So um, last night you had Sligo getting a 2-0 win over Derry City uh, in the first game back then you had uh, a very exciting kind of one-all draw actually between Dundalk and St. Pat's in Oriel Park which I watched on telly last night and you can watch all of these games on the new watchloi.ie streaming service which we're going to chat about later on with Paul DC of Cork City FC and get details of how you can sign up for that and so on but uh, the games uh, today then Waterford Got a win against Shelburne, away to Shelburne and Talca Park, which is a, a little bit of a surprise, I would think. Um, and probably not the, the best result Cork City would have wanted there. Similarly, with Sligo winning yesterday, we wouldn't have been too happy about that either. And ongoing at the moment at Tala Stadium, it's Shamrock Rovers 3, Finn Harps 1 in that game. And uh, Shamrock Rovers, obviously, uh, will increase their lead at the top of the table to five points if they win that game after Dundalk drawing last night. But we turn our attentions to the big game tomorrow, because tomorrow we will be live from Turners Cross all day, pretty much here on Cork's Red FM certainly from 2pm I'll be live uh, 2 to 6 and then myself and Rory will be live um, along possibly with some Cork City legends from 6pm tomorrow evening uh, with the big red bench we'll bring you uh, the live coverage of the game it kicks off at 5pm so we'll bring you uh, live coverage pretty much of the game along with lots of GA action and so on as well tomorrow on the show but yesterday evening I caught up with Cork City manager Neil Fenn ahead of the game and he was just after announcing two new signings because Cork City have lacked goals in recent times and they need strikers. So Neil Fenn went out and signed two strikers. Scott Fenwick, um, he's played for a lot of clubs in England. He's 30 years of age and he seems to have got a few goals wherever he's been. Or looking at his record, we were both looking at it. Mm. Yeah, and it, it's good. I suppose the first thing here is that Neil Fenn has addressed uh, what we, we highlighted last week on the show was a problem, which is up front. And they hadn't scored, uh, they'd only scored once probably in the five yeah. games pre-COVID. 
Um, Felix looks like he's got a very, very good reputation. He has he's 30 years of age. He knows the game. And I think he's exactly the kind of person you want knitting the strikers and the midfield together for Cork City. So we'll see how he goes. Yeah, you'd hope he works out all right. And they also signed a younger guy called Kit Elliott. So it's two two strikers which are, which are needed. Unfortunately, they can't feature on Sunday and they can't feature next week either. So it'll be two or three weeks before we see these guys because of the quarantine rules mm which are affecting people in a lot of ways, but they're affecting football as well here, which means any signings that come in from the UK, yes. you, you can't, you, like, I mean, it'd be great if we had signed them two weeks ago, but we didn't. So, I mean, they, they yeah. can't play tomorrow. So that's that's a, a bit of a, a concern for Cork City ahead of tomorrow's game. But the players who are able to play are fighting fit. I was watching them out in training yesterday and they're good to go. They're ready to go. And hopefully they'll get a victory tomorrow. Hopefully they'll get a, a result tomorrow against Bohemians. Neil Fenn in confident mood. I started off by chatting to him about the new signings. Yeah, we've got a couple of new strikers coming in. Um, a young lad from Huddersfield's coming on loan called Kit Elliott, who had previously been at Crystal Palace. Um, a, a hold-up player, a, a good player, a good link-up player, which is something we don't really have at a club of nine like that. And um, a lad called Scott Fenwick, who's an older, an older player, a bit more experienced, who played for... Um, who he's played for Hartlepool York City um, a good goal scoring record in the, in the lower leagues in England so really pleased to have him in and like we said before like a hard working striker can lead the line um, and has that little bit of experience a little bit of cleverness as well that we think we're going to need I suppose that's exactly what, what you do need as a striker and goals yeah I mean so does everybody else we, we, we looked long and hard for players to come in and, and trust me everyone else was looking for that as well so we weren't we're not the only ones but we, we think we've brought in the right ones so we're, we're delighted with with the two boys coming in and um we just we'll have to wait to see how they get on i suppose the unfortunate thing in the current circumstances is they can't feature on sunday they can't feature on sunday they have the quarantine for two weeks we were looking for players to come in earlier ideally but for whatever happens whatever reason it just it's just longer than what we'd, we'd like so we go with what we got on on sunday which we're, we're okay with we're happy with that it was just nice to have a little bit of competition that was all looking at balls the opponents on sunday always a, a decent side and they've been decent this season and um, they were back training a little bit earlier due to their european participation do you think that makes a difference um i'm not sure really time will tell i think that for us if you if you were going to give us a length of pre-season and it was six weeks then we, that we'd be happy with that so we had a good six week pre-season the, the problem was that because we didn't have a start date of the league we couldn't bring players back in and once they come back in that's quarantine for two weeks so that was a problem so you know that's nothing to do with the length of pre-season that's nothing to do with how long bows have been back but from our point of view we would have liked to have a pre-season with everybody involved so that's a little bit disappointing but no I think that if you get six week pre-season in then that, that's enough looking at injuries Gareth Morrissey is out yeah, Grode's been out for, for a good bit now. We, we were hoping that he might be back and be able to make it, but unfortunately it hasn't healed in time, so we're hoping it'll be available for next week. Anyone else missing? Charlie Fleming, again, is, is the same. We, a bit of a long-term one, but we had hoped he would have been um, available for selection. He's not, but we're confident it's not too bad and he, he'll be available for next week. It'll be a strange situation. We spoke about this last week on Sunday. It's literally going to be yourselves, the players, the staff, the media and no supporters which is something completely alien to everyone in football but I suppose it's happening in football the world over we've seen it with the Premier League and other leagues around Europe over the last few weeks how do you feel about that? Yeah I mean it's a strange one because I mean we do play we do play friendlies and you do play games behind closed doors sometimes during a season that you know that are not doesn't feel that strange because it's a friendly but yeah. when, it, when you're playing games behind closed doors that actually mean something and there's results riding on it then yeah it is a strange one but it could be it could be a blessing in disguise for some players some players might you know might not be able to deal with the pressure of having a crowd there and, and get a little bit nervous I don't know if we have any of those players we'll find out but um, it, it could work both ways so we're trying not to look too much into that we just need to make sure that we 
that we prepare the boys right and they get themselves mentally prepared for the fact that they're going to have to create their own intensity and and and, com- and competition and and make sure that they they treat the game as if there was a hundred thousand people there. Obviously, we can't wait till the fans come back to the grounds, but. It presents an opportunity with the new streaming service, which could be an opportunity further down the line for broadcasting games in the league and more exposure for the league. And it sounds very impressive. Yeah, I mean, the streaming, the streaming is great. The games that I've seen that have been streamed so far have been have been very good. So as long as the production's done right and we don't put people off from from subscribing again, as long as the production's there and because the quality's there on the pitch, the product's there for everyone to see on the pitch. It's just hope that you know everything else goes goes smoothly and that people who are paying for a subscription service. You know, get value for money, which for the price, than it than it is. From your own perspective, looking at things, say before the break, obviously wasn't it wasn't the greatest start of the league. Do you think the break could actually help, maybe kind of and come back fresh? Um, no, I'm not sure. Again, um, I've said it. I've said it before that we had a very difficult start, and if you look at the league table after five games, it's a little bit miscued because we've played tougher games Roberts, than other yeah, yeah, than other, yeah. than other teams so you know the, the league table doesn't lie at the end of the season but it can be a little bit misleading after five games so we're not looking at the table we're not looking about past results we just need to get ahead down now and, and face bows that we know is going to be a very difficult game whatever games we played four or five months ago are really irrelevant at the moment so we just need to make sure that we're, we're ready for bows prepared for bows and and, and and don't treat this as a, a time where we're worried about what happened before. It's the time to kick on. It does feel like almost going into a new season, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, I mean, it's it's a strange one because it feels again like I've been getting players in again. When I just did that a few months ago, so it just feels like we never really had a, a time to settle and, and get the squad going. But it, it, you know, we are where we are, and the players that have come in and the boys that have been training with us have, have done really well over the past while, and everyone's the ones who have been quarantined have come back and are fit and strong. So yeah, we're just looking forward to it now. Great stuff, Neil. Thanks a million. Cheers, Cheers. Cork City manager Neil Fenn chatting to me yesterday evening um, at the training ground out in Bishopstown ahead of the big game the big return of the League of Ireland tomorrow Cork City taking on Bohemians with a 5pm kickoff. we will have the Big Red Bench live from Turner's Cross tomorrow evening looking forward to it and I'll be live there all afternoon from 2pm as well so we'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date on that game and uh, all the sport across the weekend speaking of keeping you up to date still half time at Wembley in the FA Cup final and it is Arsenal 1 Chelsea 1 still Pulisic with Chelsea's goal about Yang with Arsenal's goal we'll keep you up to date on the second half which gets underway in a few minutes there at Wembley as well and we will go back to Jur in a few minutes and get all the updates on the ongoing uh, hurling games around Cork City and County a uh, lot to chat about and coming up as well we're going to return to Cork City and chat about the new League of Ireland streaming service uh, we alluded earlier on to the streaming service the Irish Examiner are doing for the GAA here in Cork which is great but there's a great streaming service been launched in conjunction with RTE for the League of Ireland as well so we'll chat to Paul DC about that we've got lots more GAA on the way as well and plenty more to come you're on the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie The Big Red Bench it is indeed the Big Red Bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock and uh, Ger is here as well and he's going to update us on the GA in just a second. Also, coming up in a second, we're going to chat about uh, the new League of Ireland streaming service and about Cork City's return to action more uh, tomorrow as well. And we've got ladies football to come and plenty more GA between now and 7 o'clock. We'll keep you up to date on all the ongoing games in the football and in the GA where <laughs> he's, he's just about managing to keep up with the scores flying in. Ger, what's going on? Yeah, thumbs have finished. No, they're arthritis. It's not going to work anymore. But anyway, here we go. Some full times from a very, very busy Saturday afternoon 
uh, in the Co-op Superstores Cork Hurling Championships. In the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship, Blarney defeated in Escara 123-12 points in Coachford. In the Premier Senior Hurling Championship, um, Douglas held off Ballyhay 17 points to 111. And in the same, in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship in Brinney, it finished Carrigaline 26 points, Corsi Rovers 117. The big one in Parky Ring in the uh, Premier Senior Hurling Championship finished 216 to 212 in favour of the Rockies over Aaron Zone. A big win for them there. In the Intermediate A Hurling Championship at Ballinora, um, Dungourney got the better of Aragadine Rangers by 4 points, 17 to 13. And in the Senior A Hurling Championship, two matches there this afternoon. At Mornabi, Charleville proved too strong for Bandon, 3.21 to 17 points. Whilst in Ballincollig, Bride Rovers got the better of Ballymartle, 117 to 12 points. So a big win for the Rockies in the end in that game there, Jer. They held on, as you said. And uh, what was it, four points in the end? It was, and it sounded like a very, very good second half. Um, a lot of scores going in, and Aaron's own were trailing for, for much of the game, if not all of it. Yeah. But they, they stuck with them, made a game of it. And as we alluded to earlier on, or we, we mentioned earlier on, the Middleton-Sarsfield game from last night. Yeah. Aaron's only be disappointed, obviously, but if you're hang- if you're getting that kind of a score in your first game, um, you know, there's something to build on for the next two group matches. And it's good to see exciting games like that, and obviously mm-hmm. with the, the Sars game last night similarly, and we're hoping for a cracker this evening as well with the Glen yeah. and the Bars. Oh, yeah, I think we're going to get one. Yeah. I think it's going to look, it's, as we said, it's a great showcase of Cork hurling, two giants, former giants. We want to see both of them back at the top table. Here's an opportunity on, on national television as well to show what Cork club hurling is all about. Absolutely. We're going back to League of Ireland now, as I said, Cork City... Uh, kicking off they're resuming or kicking off it feels like a new season it's not a new season it's the same season uh, resuming their League of Ireland season uh, tomorrow against Bohemians at Turners Cross 5pm uh, kick off you can watch every single League of Ireland game on watchloi.ie uh, the clubs are, are involved in this because they're obviously games are behind closed doors RT are involved in this the FEI involved in this as well and uh, no fans allowed into the, the League of Ireland games for now certainly uh, no fans allowed into Cork City games one or two other clubs like Sligo and so on are leaving very small numbers like 40 or 50 fans in uh, it's possible that could cause more hassle than it's worth in terms of, of season ticket holders battling for tickets this is it very good point I mean I would like to have seen look there's been a lot of positive I'm loath to be kind of critical of something like this now where some clubs are letting in and others aren't I think clubs shouldn't be letting anybody in just yet that's my own personal view but there's so much positivity about the way the League of Ireland now is being showcased um, the way there's changes in the FAI um, you can purchase uh, an online ticket to watch all the matches at a very reasonable price let's not dwell on the fact that you know some clubs are letting them in one concern I do have uh, though tomorrow is yourself and Rory in Turner's Cross <laughs> with no crowd there and the two of you you're the coolest calmest guys I've seen under pressure with the job that you do until Cork City start playing are you concerned that Mr O'Hagan and yourself will be you able see, to see that's the problem we're going to be live on air for the game tomorrow so um, <laughs> we're trying not to shout abuse at anyone or because we do not endorse that no, uh, but you know, like we try to be nice to the referee and things and not and not get carried away but no we'll be fine I hope I hope I hope um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have to have, a, have an emergency button to kind of turn off if we need to at any stage but uh, hopefully we won't have too much to whinge about and hopefully Cork City can get a win tomorrow yes and what a reason to tune in to hear the two of you shouting in the background absolutely here, that'll make the show absolutely <laughs> uh, I was chatting to Paul DC. he's the sales and marketing manager at Cork City I got onto him earlier on and caught up with him about the new streaming service Watch LOI, where you can watch every single League of Ireland game between now and the end of the season, including Cork City, as Paul explains to us. Hi, Colum. Thanks for having me on. Yes, uh, really looking forward to the game tomorrow and I suppose getting back to kind of some bit of normality. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, really, and a bit of a blow, I think, for all clubs that uh, fans not being allowed and stuff like that. But obviously, look, it's a uh, have to hear by the, the, you know, the government and the FBI restrictions. But 
thankfully know that um, you, you know that the FBI have put put in place the, the streaming yeah. uh, for all League of Ireland games. So you know it's it's not it's not as good as being at the game, but I suppose it's the next best thing being able to see it at least. It is, and people can watch any game across the League of Ireland on the new service. It's watchloi.ie. That's where people can find it. That's where people can sign up. It all started last night. They showed two games last night. Uh, you had the earlier game, the uh, the Sligo and Derry game, which Sligo won 2-0, and then the Dundalk at St. Pat's game, which was also broadcast on RT last night, was available on it too. They have two more games today on it, and they have, of course, the Cork City and Bowes game tomorrow. So if you sign up, basically, it's €55 Euro to sign up. It gets you access to every single game, which is a great service, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying it's it's fifty five euro for I think it's over sixty games, and mm. there's going to be um, there's going to be FAI Cup games and everything included in that. So it, it's not even it doesn't even mock out at a euro a game, like you know. So it's 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 tremendous value, and it you know it's um, in it, the big thing behind it as well is that it's it's kind of run and produced by uh, RT on the GA Go platform. So it's you know it's a reliable. A familiar source of familiar commentators, all high definition uh, streaming and stuff like that. Like so, it's a, it's a top quality product at extremely good value. Like, I think you that's know, so. I think that's the key, isn't it? It's not it's not like it's just some fellow with the phone at the matches streaming it on, on Facebook Live or something. It's a TV production. It's George Hamilton and the boys exactly. doing the commentary. It's RT cameras and so on, isn't it? It's 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 very similar to the like you know the, the the production you're getting for you know the regular League of Ireland games on a Friday night, which is which is fantastic coverage, like you know, and uh, well-known kind of broadcasters and stuff like that. So it, it, that's a huge selling point in regards to. And I was on the kind of the commercial committee there with it with other clubs for on on behalf of the FEI, and it's, it's something that we're really pushing. You know, a, a reliable source that people are kind of familiar with and they can trust. Like you know, so it's. Um, I think games last night have got extremely good um, reviews and, yeah. and, and uh, responses and stuff like that so I'm sure it'll continue that way it's uh, €55 Euro for over 60 games it's a no-brainer not not only if you're a League of Ireland fan but this is kind of a great time to dabble in the water if, if you're is. not too familiar with the league or you're not you know maybe not 100% the Cork City fan or if you have half an interest this is a definitely a way of kind of you know getting into it at, a, at an extreme it is do you know what I think I think people kind of got into various leagues over the last couple of months because obviously yeah. uh, during the lockdown the first league back was the German league and then you had a few other European leagues gradually yeah. coming back and people were watching all sorts of games from all over the place then we had the Premier League with their yeah. feast of football for the past five or six weeks at all sorts of times yeah. of the day and so on and now the Premier League is finished so the games have yeah. kind of reduced now again and the League of Ireland is a good chance for people to watch games now um, on watchloi.ie isn't it exactly and uh, I think there's actually very little football for the month of August I think and that's when a lot of the, the cohort the, the League of Ireland games are actually on so it's the perfect opportunity you know to to pass the, that, that, that time away where you're, where you're missing your football and stuff like that but I think the key behind it the kind of the, the the watch LOI and the streaming service as well is that for every single fan that signs up whether you sign up for a one match pass which is five euro or you sign up for every game which is fifty five euro uh, the money is all going back to the League of Ireland clubs like and it's not just being shared between the Premier clubs either it's been shared throughout all the first division even though their games aren't being streamed but the money's been tr- distributed evenly throughout the whole uh, League of Ireland's Premier and first division and the money's mm. going back to the clubs. So, you know, it's not kind of people might have concerns that it's going into the FA coffers or whatever it might be or maybe going into the wrong areas, but it's certainly not. It's going back into the clubs. And so every cent that's spent or every euro that's spent is going right directly back to the club. And look, 
what I'm kind of stressing, stressing all the time is that you know it's 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 a it's real football. Like you know, yeah. these are regular people, regular guys, regular people working within the club, earning a modest wage. It's you know, it's a it's people's livelihoods and stuff like that. It's not you're not adding to coffers of you know million pound footballers or anything like that. You know, you're adding to kind of real life football and real life kind of employment and stuff like that. So it's something badly needed, obviously. With the, and it is because the, the, the and because and stuff, we won't you know, we won't have know. crowds. Certainly, there won't be a crowd at tomorrow's game. And yeah. who know who knows the way the phase are going to go with the, the lifting of lockdown restrictions and so on it's possible yeah. there may be a small crowd at the next game it's possible there'll be no crowd again at the next game in a couple of weeks we just don't know that yet so that's hugely impacting on the income for Cork City FC for all the League of Ireland clubs I mean they rely on the gates and the income and the big crowds coming in to turn us across um, so I mean I mean, any other source of income is is invaluable at the moment isn't it? it, it it's critical because, because like it's no secret that the um, League of Ireland teams unfortunately have to kind of rely on their gate receipts on a year-to-year basis you know the, most of the most of the League of Ireland clubs anyway and in the norm it's the the, the gate receipts are, are you know like the, the lifeblood of the whole club and it, it's unfortunate for that way that and that's kind of something that the whole ne- league needs to look at the FA need to look at to move away from that the fans will always play a huge part but not relying on so much that if you have a couple of dipping results your finances could go through the floor or you know it's so unpredictable that way that just kind of better structures need to be put in place that you're not kind of relying on such a, a fluctuating situation really but again it is it's going to be a critical time thankfully all the money is going back into the clubs and stuff like that so anything that's helped and supported by the fans they know the money's going to the right place and I think that's a key message that needs to be stressed as it well, sure like is so if people want to sign up it's watch LOI League of Ireland watch LOI.ie yeah. that's where you'll find it yeah. watch LOI.ie 55 quid exactly. to sign up and you get every single League of Ireland game be it Cork City or any other club for the rest of the season possibly a few FEI Cup games thrown in as well um, listen Paul thanks for coming on we'll see you tomorrow we're two of the lucky ones who will be at Turner's Cross tomorrow so uh, yeah. so we're looking Very forward true. to it and uh, hopefully Definitely. Cork City can get back to winning ways Absolutely looking forward to seeing you Cullum and again thanks for all the fans who've signed up so far we're top of the, I suppose, the watch LOI league table at the moment yes. with the most amount of fans <laughs> signed up. So it just, so, it just goes to show the, the fantastic support we have down here. And just to thank you to all the fans who have signed up so far and anyone who may sign up in the meantime, it's definitely worth this money and, and we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's definitely going to the right place. Do you know what? It's good to say we're top of one league at the moment anyway, isn't it? We'll take it. We'll take it for the time being anyway. <laughs> Paul DC, thanks, thanks a million, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Nice one. Uh, Let's update you in the FA Cup again. And 55 minutes on the clock now. Still Arsenal won. Chelsea won. A lot of football left to play in that match at Wembley. Uh, Who is going to be the FA Cup champion? Uh, Arsenal equalised from penalty. So Christian Pulisic had put Chelsea 1-0 up in that game. Arsenal equalised with a penalty from Aubameyang. And uh, there was a a bit of hassle, a bit of controversy, Joe, really, wasn't there? Um, I mean, they got their penalty, but... Arsenal fans are, are whinging that there should have been a sending off no no Colin Arsenal fans don't whinge they're, they're, they're very very straight down the middle kind of supporters we all love them um, they have a case here I think Azpilicueta looked like he dragged back Aubameyang yeah. en route into the penalty area and they will make the claim that similar and a similar incident with David Luiz resulted in a red card not so long ago from yeah. the same referee so what's the difference here and that could have been a game changer it could be a game changer absolutely and I mean if Chelsea had gone down to 10 men Arsenal would certainly fancy mm. their chances that little bit more now but they're very much still in the running there both teams it's one all in the FA Cup final Arsenal and Chelsea so we'll keep you bang up to date on that over the uh, the rest of the show and it'll be uh, 
Uh, it'll still be ongoing even after we're, after we're off air, so a lot could change in that space of time. Uh, some results from the Scottish League today. It's the first day back for the uh, Scottish Premiership, the SPL, and they were one of the few leagues in Europe to decide not to resume um, last season, as we, as we would call it. Now the Premier League obviously resuming, the League of Ireland resuming, um, and various leagues around Europe, uh, such as Italy and Germany and Spain, all resumed and so on. Scotland decided, you know what, in the middle of this lockdown, we don't know when we're going to get back at it, so we'll just finish things up. Celtic were enough ahead to be declared champions, and and uh, much to Rangers fans, I already imagine. And that means Celtic fans going in to this year, hoping for the 10 in a row for Celtic, which would be absolutely phenomenal. Really, wouldn't it? It would be fantastic. And having watched a bit of Rangers beating Aberdeen by 1-0 today, and they struggled for long periods. Obviously, it's the first day back, so you can't take too much yeah. into consideration. Bit of pressure on Steven Gerrard to do well, because a lot of people look at him as a potential future Liverpool manager. They are, yeah. And he's up against it, because this Celtic squad under Neil Lennon know how to win in Scotland. They know how to, they know what it takes to win well, it's a It's just become a habit, really, I think, uh, for Celtic. I mean, they, they're nine titles in a row, mm. going for number 10. You wouldn't back against them to get number 10. No, and having seen a bit of Rangers today, I think they'd be very pleased with the way Rangers played, and they were a bit disorganised for long periods of it. But look, day one of a long season. Uh, the full time in that game was Aberdeen nil Rangers won. Uh, just the other full times from the, the SPL today: Dundee won, St Johnston won, Hibs two, Kilmarnock one, and St Mirren won, Livingston nil. Uh, Celtic are in action tomorrow against Ham- Hamilton Academical. A great name for a club, isn't it? Well said. You uh, said that beautifully. Uh, managed to get it out uh, in, the, in the League of Ireland then as well. Uh, just to update you. Uh, just heading into injury time now. In fact, at Tallaght Stadium, Shamrock Rovers have the game won. It's three one uh, for Shamrock Rovers there against Finn Harps earlier on. Waterford with a one 0 win over Shelburne. And just to mention, Cove Ramble last night as well I was actually hoping to get Stuart Ashton the Cove Ramblers manager on this evening but we haven't been able to uh, to get on to him for, for a chat so we might uh, get him on uh, tomorrow evening or certainly next weekend for a chat but Cove Ramblers last night uh, getting a nil all draw uh, away to uh, Bray Wanderers in that game last night uh, scoreless there with Bray Wanderers at the Carlisle grounds last night it leaves Cove uh, pretty much in, in the same place in the first division table uh, Bray and Cove both really didn't move much with that point uh, Cove are still seventh there on four points Bray are still four for, uh, on the same number of points actually uh, just uh, ahead of them on goal difference and Cabin Teeley are up at the top of the first division there with 12 points so uh, we'll, we'll wish Cove the best of luck for the rest of the season hopefully we will chat to Stewie Ashton um, over the next uh, couple of days or weeks indeed uh, we're going to turn our attentions just briefly now before we finish up to ladies football because Jura was out and about uh, during the week for us and uh, Moran Abbey and West Cork played out a cracker in the Cork Senior Football Championship earlier this week Moran Abbey uh, 16 points West Cork 2-9 the final score Anya Terry O'Sullivan level matters for West Cork laid on with a free and indeed O'Sullivan could have won the game for the divisional side with a free right at the death but couldn't convert it. Ger was at the game he spoke to Anya Terry O'Sullivan of West Cork. Anya Terry O'Sullivan captain of West Cork a draw with Moran Abbey tonight. Fair result considering uh, fantastic game there was two evenly matched teams? Yeah I think like we, def- we definitely missed a lot of chances but I do think the game overall like it might have been a fair result alright you know it was, I think it was an exciting game for the supporters however many there were there um, to watch but um, look we're happy Like we'd be disappointed we didn't get the win but this is our third game together this year so we were bound to be a bit rusty but I think we can definitely take a lot of positives I think we'd have to do a bit of shooting goal practice anyway the next training or session whatever we have but um, we can definitely take positives out of it and I suppose we look far enough to the Euro game and try and work on those um, errors I mean, you're bound to be rusty. Both teams were slightly, but like when the chips were down, you were down to ten or fourteen players at one stage. You really battled back into the game, and you got four points in a row. Yeah, we um, like I thought, 
coming to the end of the first half, like we were kind of the play was slowed down and stuff. And we, to be fair, at the start of the second half, we came tore into it. We lost Emer Coyley all right a few minutes into it, but I think we actually worked harder then. Uh, I thought our play was brilliant. You know, we were it was just quick, 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 and then we you could you could nearly see it in the last few minutes before the little water break. You know, we kind of slowed it down again. And, then to be to be fair, we um they came back into it and we were kind of unfortunately missed the free at the end. But um, so look, it's our first day properly out really, and you know we will take there was that spell was probably our best spell really, and um, definitely take some positives from that. And it'll really bring you on. You couldn't ask for a better challenge. Oh, huge! Like, so yeah. I'd be going into the Euro game. Oh, massive! Yeah, you know, you know they're the All Ireland champions for a reason. So um, it was absolutely fantastic for our first competitive outing really to be, you know, pitted up against. Such a good team, and you know they had a lot of. They had the majority of their, you know, starting team probably from last year playing. So um, you know we've a lot. To, we have a lot to work on, and I'm sure they probably feel the same too. So it'll be um, you know we look forward to. I think they're playing Euro next weekend, so we'll see how that um fares out, and then we look forward to Euro in two weeks time. Glad to be back out on the pitch again. I know you played for Barrow last yeah. week. But this is you've, you've had a hectic time of it. Yeah, it's busy now, but um, I suppose earlier on in the year you. Probably, we probably thought there was going to be nothing um, so I suppose you know, it's great now just to be back out with you know, meeting everyone again and um, you know, it's enjoyable so hopefully long may it last now They're all saying the same whether it's hurling football soccer or ladies football uh, it's just great to be back and they didn't know when they were coming back and I mean uh, you can hear there Ronnie Terry O'Sullivan just saying they're delighted to be back and uh, there was no lack of intensity in that game despite uh, just being back from the lockdown Absolutely not as first games go the two teams that have contested the last two county finals over the last two years probably the two best teams in, in the senior grade went at it and I mean really went at it there's no uh, holding back in any of the tackling some fantastic scores some great individual uh, performances and you know for a first day out as I said like the quality of the game really shone through Fantastic Alright Ger also caught up after that game with Mornabby boss Shane Renane. Uh Shane first of all Fantastic way to start the championship, I would say. But um, was a draw a fair result? And how happy are with your team's performance? I suppose, look, Joe, coming into it, um, with four players gone from the All Ireland starting team last year, and all Noel has gone back to Dublin. Sheila has retired. Emma um, Harrington is down in Ennis, and the commute has be too much for. And Sandra Conroy is taking a break at the moment. We hope, we hope she might come back as well. And look, with Mara Callan as well, not able to start, and, and Ryan there, the cock minor. So, like, we were under serious pressure. We've been playing a few challenge games there late, and we've had a lot of 14 year olds playing. We brought on a 14 year old there tonight, like, you know. We're under savage pressure, so like we 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 would have been delighted with the draw beforehand, you know, because we know like look business in the championship. Look, we're both going to be there, there both at the end again, and you know we think it's a building process. You know, we're look we're happy to get out of tonight with the draw. Hopefully, we've no injuries. You know, there's been a spate of injuries in every club game going on all over the country. And as I said to the girls there, you know, don't take any risks if you're if you are about to get sore. Like you know, you need to come off. So look, we're very happy with it. Like those periods there where we were under fierce pressure, may have made a couple of great saves in the first half, um, you know, but and we responded very well. Like we you know we started the second half we got the point and then West Cork went three up and you know it wasn't looking great for us but I think we finished very strong there like you know and um, look we're, we're delighted with it because um, as I said we were under savage pressure coming down here tonight that we, you know you know, and people people might be you know thinking we're, we're talking rubbish saying that but we're not like we you know I don't think any club team can afford to lose the colour player we've lost and you know we're, they're only they're only a small you know a small club and I think you know we're, we're delighted with the way the younger ones played there tonight and girls stood up and took a chance and I think you know um, it, it all goes well for the rest of the championship but if we can get all our players back and ready to go again you know we can we can be there thereabouts and you know ourselves in West Cork you know I think put on a, an exhibition of football there tonight and uh, anybody who was here pity there wasn't more here but mm. look that's the way it is at the moment and I think um, look I, we're very happy with it we know we're going into Aerog now on, on Monday if we win we're into the semi-final and that's that's where we wanted to be at the start of the year that's the target How much will a game like this bring you on? 
Oh, I think it'll be huge. Like we, like Darren played her first game there last Friday night. First, you know, it was the first game of football since the Ireland final, and like that's eight months. She said she forgot how to play for the first fifteen minutes, and you know, Mara has been injured. You know, Mara didn't play in league football with Cork again. Hasn't played in eight months. You know, yeah. played twenty minutes the other night in a you know in a challenge game. So like for the likes of her, like even like Kira, Kira didn't play in league football with Cork this year either. Like they've played three and a half games, four games of football in eight months. Some of them, uh, you know, we had a huge break, like because uh, you know we we with the coronavirus and all that. So it, it, you know, even the best players need need time to get back into it, and you know, I think it, it'll sure, really bring us on. Like you know, we're we're we've a rogue Monday. Hopefully, then we'll have a three week break to semi final if we can get there. Um, you know, or a two week break to qualify, and I think it'll, it'll just bring them on. I think you know, and to get over tonight with no injuries and you know not being beaten. You know, and I think uh, both teams I think will stand to them. It's more Abbey boss Shane Renane chatting to Jer during the week after that game. I always think that that Shane Renane would be a great name for a radio DJ. I just think it's he's got that. I can imagine our American voiceover guy with yeah. the big voice, Shane Renane. It's 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 more catchy than like Colm O'Sullivan or something. You know, it it, it works if he it, ever wants a job. I guess it does. And Shane is very very good at talking, as you can hear there. And <laughs> all jokes aside, he's a he's a very very good manager. A fan, uh, I might uh, talk myself out of a job here. Yeah, be careful there. Actually, <laughs> just on that very quickly. Yeah, fantastic performance. He's right. There's a big Big match coming up on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, Airog versus Morn Abbey in Morn Abbey in the afternoon there. A win for Morn Abbey takes them into the uh, into the knockout stage of the championship, but that's going to be one of the best championships in the GA this year, the Senior Ladies Football Championship. Yeah. And a quick mention, Ross Carby beat Dunham Moore today and Bantry Blues beat Barra last night in the Intermediate Championship. Those two West Cork teams are on a collision course next week. The winner of that team um, goes through to their Intermediate Championship. So there's loads of fantastic, intense High quality ladies football games coming up. Check out the Cork Ladies football website for more details. We can't wait. Uh, it's going to be fantastic and we'll keep you up uh, up to date and across that on the Big Red Bench here in the coming weeks and months as well. Um, still uh, still level in the FA Cup final. Arsenal won. Chelsea won. Uh, 65 minutes on the clock there. So there's plenty of time for either of those teams to win that. Um, as we mentioned, uh, it, it, it's, it sounds like a controversial enough game so far. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, Stevie G's on the way shortly as well. And uh, just before we finish up we're looking forward to going home and watching the uh, Glen and the Bars it's live on RT TV tonight how do you think it's going to go Ger? Oh that's a tough one <laughs> I really don't know I really don't know I think uh, considering the importance of the game for both teams the fact that they're on national television same with Castlehaven and Carby Rangers the last day down at Clonakilty on Tina G I just hope both teams put up a great show because Cork Club Hurling needs a boost and two teams of this quality should provide that on national television Fantastic The game uh, live on RT from 7pm and throw in there is at 7.30 We'll have a reaction to that match the Glen and the Bars tomorrow evening here on the Big Red Bench On the Big Red Bench tomorrow evening we'll be coming to you live not from this studio but from Turner's Cross where Cork City take on Bohemians at 5pm so we'll keep you up to date on all that as well and round up all the weekend sport both myself and Rory will be on with you tomorrow evening and I'm live from Turner's Cross from 2pm tomorrow as well so I'll chat to you then enjoy your Saturday night whatever you're getting up to I'll chat to you tomorrow from 2 stand by for the legendary Stevie G on the way The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red F